Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap up. And last week I was talking about how I am teaching a class on what I do at my alma mater, the University of Hartford. And I thought this week I'd talk a little bit more about the class, what it's about, and perhaps how I might be able to bring you all into it. Let's get to it. Now, as I mentioned, I am a graduate of the University of Hartford. This is a picture of me on the left there on graduation day in 1998. I graduated with a degree in communication, and I'm there with the university president and my friend Andy Brown there on our graduation day. And I really got a lot out of my experience at the university, which is why it's fun to come back as an adjunct faculty member this semester to uh, impart some of the things that I've learned out in the real world since I graduated there so many years ago. This is a great school. They have a really wide range of academic programming. And I went there not knowing what I wanted to do, and I was able to kind of discover what I really wanted to do just by sampling things in different departments around the university. They've got everything from science and engineering to education to the arts to communication, where I ended up. And it was really um, a great experience for me to kind of get me from a point where I didn't really apply myself academically as a high school student to actually getting a lot of uh, academic curiosity uh, as I attended school there. Now, one of the keys to academic success, in my opinion, is applying what you're learning in the classroom to the real world. And back when I was at the university, I got involved with the campus TV station. I was the weatherman most of the time. I didn't know much about weather, but I certainly got a lot out of reporting it because I learned how to talk in front of a camera. I learned about live production. I also learned about reporting because I got to cover the 1996 presidential debate when it came to Hartford. That was a really exciting experience for me. And again, it was really cool to be able to take what I learned and apply it to the real world. And that's part of what uh, the communications department at the university is trying to do, find more opportunities for real hands-on application of the academics. It's important to learn the academics and develop that academic curiosity, but you can really gain a lot by seeing how the practice is actually being practiced out in the world and learning some of the vocational skills you need to do things like live video production. Now, the class is called Entrepreneurial Content Creation, and we'll be doing a lot of hands-on work in this class. In fact, the students will be producing five videos over the course of the semester covering a topic that they have a lot of knowledge in and are passionate about, basically doing what most YouTubers and Twitch streamers do, finding that thing that they're really into and sharing their love of it with the world. But there's also, of course, an academic side to this that we are going to apply to the hands-on side, which is looking at how content has become commoditized and how somebody without any kind of following whatsoever can produce content in such a way and target it in such a way that they can build an audience from scratch. And what's really cool about this class is that every student in it does not have much of a YouTube presence right now. So my academic interest is seeing just how commoditized the modern content economy has become and whether or not we can take somebody from scratch and build a pretty good following over the course of a few months. And that's what I'm really eager to check out. Now, what do I mean by commoditized content? Well, let me show you what I mean by that. Uh, this video here is what I attribute as the start of my YouTube career. I got in this Seagate external hard drive through the Amazon Vine program. I took out my iPhone 4, whatever iPhone I had at that point in time in 2012, and I shot a review of it that looks exactly <laughs> like you see here. This is it. I talked about the drive. I talked about its build quality. We did a little benchmark of it. 
and it lasted for all of maybe a minute and a half. And I was doing this for Amazon through their Amazon Vine program, but I also started parking my video reviews on YouTube. And to my surprise, when I got to the end of the year, this video had 11,400 views. There it is, isn't that crazy? And I had no idea why this video was getting viewed more than anything else I had put up on YouTube prior to that. But I started digging into the analytics a little bit more and I discovered that most of the traffic on this product review came from India. And I think what was likely happening here is that uh, an external hard drive in India is a greater portion of a monthly income than it might be in other parts of the world and that people were looking for more information on the product before they purchased it to make sure it was exactly what they were looking for. I don't know that for sure, but I think that was likely the case. Uh, people didn't know who I was. They were looking for information about this product and this video answered the question for them. And if you look at how I titled it, I put everything in the title that someone looking for information about a product would be finding. So uh, it says Seagate Expansion USB 3.0 hard drive. That was taken right from the Amazon product title. And then I also put the word review in there because that's what it was. And I put the part number of the drive in the title as well. And I think that's how traffic found its way to this video because somebody was either Googling or YouTube searching uh, for a review of this thing. And that's how they found it because this title described exactly what the video was about. I didn't title it the best external hard drive ever. I didn't have some other crazy cute title. It was exactly what the video was. And I think that really helped it get, get discovered by people looking for a review of this thing. And to date, this video has accumulated 63,700 views. Who would think that such a basic product could attract that level of interest, but it did. And this from 10 years ago was the strategy that I applied in a rinse and repeat fashion to everything else that I have done on this channel, even to this day, and it's worked. We've received about 100 million views, or just over 100 million views as of a few weeks ago, and things continue to grow at a very slow and steady pace, which is fine by me because I'm able to earn a living doing it. And if you look at my subscriber to non-subscriber count here, uh, as of the, the length of this channel's existence, about 82% of the traffic on this channel comes from people who are not subscribed to it. They are looking for a specific product review and I happen to have it, they're finding it, they're watching it, they're getting what they need from it and they move on. But I do appreciate the 18.1% of you who did click the subscribe button uh, to try to find more of what I am doing, which is why I do this Monday show to communicate with subscribers. But that's also why a lot of the other video I do on this channel is on a whole bunch of different tech topics. I am looking to keep pumping content into the commodity market because that's an area that I found that I could be successful in. So here is the course syllabus and what I just did was similar to the first lecture that I gave in the class about the nature of commoditized content and what we'll be exploring in that space over the course of the semester. Uh, last week I did a whole thing on FTC guidelines and ethics and doing your disclaimers. That's a really important part, I think, of the future of this industry. So that was something I wanted to get out right away. Uh, this is also the week where they're going to um, pick a topic and start shooting their first video. So this coming class week, uh, we're going to see what they did, and we're calling it the cringe week because I am sure a lot of it's going to need some work, but that's the whole point is to learn how to improve this content and optimize it for the best discoverability. 
Uh, then we're going to dive into analytics. And this is one of the key things that I think you can get out of a college or high school statistics class, which is learning about causality and how to interpret the numbers that you're seeing. Because a lot of what you do in a commoditized content business is looking at how things perform and trying to pick out the areas where you can kind of double down on specific strategies to improve your overall traffic or whatever other goals you're trying to achieve. So we're going to be spending some time uh, in week four going through YouTube analytics in particular because they provide the best level of analysis to your content performance and seeing how we can apply that to other platforms. Uh, week five, we're going to look at how to make money on the modern commoditized uh, content market. We'll look at sponsorships and affiliate stuff and all those sorts of things. Uh, week six, we're going to get into copyright, fair use, and content ID and all those topics that we've talked about here on the channel before. Uh, week seven, we're going to have a quiz on all of it because it's really important to understand uh, what's going on out there and what you need to know. And I'm going to give them a week off after that for uh, the spring break. Uh, after that, we're going to look at live streaming, which has become a big part of this ecosystem. Uh, one thing that has been bubbling up, especially in Asia, is this social shopping thing where people do live streams talking about things that they're purchasing, and there's a whole new revenue model around that. It's kind of similar to what I'm doing on Amazon Live, although I do it differently, uh, but that is a growing area, and a lot of people are finding success there. We're going to look at the Amazon Influencer Program in the following week because I think from the standpoint of what I do, uh, this is as impactful as YouTube from a revenue standpoint, so we're going to explore that. Uh, we'll also look into podcasting in week 11. We'll look at short-form stuff in week 12 and how we might be able to repurpose our longer content into shorter snippets. Uh, week 13, we're going to uh, take a look and see how their YouTube channels are performing now that we've planted some content in there to see how everything is doing and find ways to improve it based on analytics and all the other things that we learned. And the last two weeks, we're going to spend uh, just working on content and getting it refined because what I'm going to do is grade their content at the end of the semester so that I can see how they applied what they learned to it. And so the hope is that we can send them off in the spring with a skill set that they can use to build their own independent media career. So now my question for you is whether or not you might want me to open source this class so that some of you can participate in it. I won't be able to have you in the classroom with me, but I was thinking of modeling this similar to how MIT's OpenCourseWare works, which is that you can sign up for classes on MIT's website and take them for free. I don't believe you get a degree when you're done with it, but you can learn everything an undergraduate and graduate student might learn at MIT, and it's a tremendous repository of knowledge. I am certainly not up to the academic level of any professor at MIT, but if you are interested in this topic, perhaps this might be a fun thing to integrate into the YouTube channel where I take the lectures that I'm giving each week and do them here for all of you as well and then maybe uh, spend some time looking at some of the content you're producing and having some of my students look at it too. So let me know if you're interested in that, and I'll bring more of these classroom lectures to the channel, maybe on a wrap-up every couple of weeks. So that's going to do it for this look at my college class. It's something that I've been enjoying quite a bit. This is a new professional challenge for me, and I'm always on the lookout for new professional challenges. And that love of challenges came from my time at the university where I stepped out of my comfort zone a lot more than I had when I was younger. And those experiences really formed the foundation of everything I do today. 
And what was great about being in college is that I learned how to interpret the data as it came in so that I could take on these challenges and try to navigate a course through. And all of that has really stuck with me. When I was a student there, this was when the web was first developing. So I took a few classes that were called experimental, uh, where the professors and the students learn together. And that's how I've modeled this course, because I'm hoping to learn as much as the students do as we work our way through this semester and as we try to take uh, nine students who've never really done this before and turn them into modern 21st century video communicators. I'm really excited about that, and I'm sure it comes off here uh, in the video. Let me know if you would like to see some of the coursework make its way onto the channel here. I'm happy to do that. It shouldn't impact my, my production schedule all that much because it is once a week. It is in person, but it's in the evening. Uh, so it fits in really well with what I am doing here, and I'm looking forward to sharing some thoughts with you of what I learned as the semester progresses here. Now, this week's wrap-up is being brought to you by all of you. We have a new YouTube member this week, Jamal Bashlabi. I hope I got your name pronounced correctly. If I didn't, I will correct next week. And I want to thank Jamal and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis, and all of you who watch on a regular basis, too, because all of those things equal channel growth. Now, if you want to help the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution via my donor box page. We also support the YouTube membership program, which is what Jamal signed up for, and, of course, Floatplane and Patreon. So thank you all for your continuing support. We have other places where you can find me, including my extras channel. We also have a podcast that's available on most of the major podcast feeds, which is basically an audio version of this show. And we have my Amazon page at lon.tv slash Amazon shop where you can find all of the, or most of the videos that I do here on the channel ad free along with live streams. We do have an occasional email list here at lon.tv slash email. Uh, that will go out only when we've got something really big to talk about. Otherwise, you won't hear from me all that much. But what we do have is a store email because I buy things to review here on the channel and then I get rid of them. And I've got a bunch of stuff that I bought over the last two weeks that we'll be reviewing here soon. So if you're looking for a good deal on something that I reviewed, sign up for my store alert and then you'll get notified every time I add one of those items to the store. There's only one of everything, so you gotta move quick to get it, but it is the actual item that we reviewed here on the table. That is gonna do it for this week's weekly wrap up getting ready for my next week of classes here. Thank you all for your continued support. Again, let me know what you thought down in the comments below. And until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Jim Tannis and Tom Albrecht, Hot Sauce and Video Games and Eric's Variety Channel, Brian Parker and Frank Goldman, Amda Brown and Matt Zagaya, and Chris Allegretta. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.